You took the money out. Where'd you put it? Talk, you little sneak thief, and I'll make you wish you had. Where's my money? I ain't got it. I never had it. I don't know nothing about it. I know you trying to deny it. The hearty cry of Hi-Yo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. The stirring deeds of the Lone Ranger have become legends throughout the western United States. The masked rider of justice struck terror to the hearts of the lawless who preyed upon the law-abiding citizens of the Old West. And now once more, the thunder of silver hoofs lead us down the trail of adventure. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, silver old fellow! Devil's waiting for us in the town of Green Tree! In the Surrey! As the Lone Ranger rode by on silver, he said that he was riding toward Green Tree. A number of mysterious thefts had been committed in the town. The identity of the thief was unknown, but suspicion pointed toward 20-year-old Cole Williams, who was employed in the local bank by Jason Rudd. The story begins we see young Cole after he's returned home from a day at the bank. He is attempting to comfort his mother, who has heard the alarming news. Oh, son, son. I can't believe that Banker Rudd would charge you with such a thing. Now, please, Ma, don't take it like that. I ain't the prowl thief that's been working around town. I know you ain't cold. I trust you to my dying day. But the way they handle justice out here these days, there's many an innocent man framed for another's crime. I don't want to go to the meeting if you're going to cry this way. If you haven't faith that I'll be proved innocent, no one will have. There. There, now. I'll be all right, Cole. I know you ain't a thief. I know you're a good, hard-working lad that's done everything a boy could to help his ma. The good Lord won't let more trouble come to our family. He knows we had more than our share. Things are going to be all right. 
Mr. Rudd, the banker, and the sheriff and me are going to talk to old Baldy Bronson tonight. Oh, are you? Sure. I told you we'd be discussing the robberies and coming to some sort of understanding about them tonight. Baldy Bronson was the best sheriff this county ever had. He sure was, and he still has the best thinking head of any man around here. If his legs wasn't paralyzed from that spill he had, he'd still be sheriff. Well, you tell Sheriff Orson and Baldy that you've been home every night when folks lost their cash. And you can prove it by me. I'll tell them more. Why are they suspicioning you in the first place? Mr. Rudd said it was because most of the folks that was robbed was ones that had just drawed cash out in the bank. And I'd be in a position to know just who they was. Well, that's a pretty thin reason to suspect a man of stealing. Of course, there's no reason to suspicion anyone else. No one else would know who the folks that drawed money was. Except Jason Rudd himself. He wouldn't do it. Of course, Baldy'd know. His house being right near the bank, and he's sitting on the porch most of the time. <laughs> Not him, Ma. Uh, I don't suppose he would. Thanks. Well, I'll go to the meeting. Don't you worry no more about it, Ma. I'll trust in the Lord. Oh, Ma... What about that engine that wanted to water his horse? I see where he's still out front. Well, maybe he's hungry. If he is, I'll send him in. I suppose the next thing will happen will be that folks will criticize us for always helping a pilgrim. Well, we can't afford it. But on the other hand, we can't turn no man away. I'll be home as soon as I can get here, Mom. I'll be waiting for you, Cole. And trust in Baldy Bronson to find a way to locate the real thief. To clear you of any suspicion. Bye, Mom. Bye. Get all the water you wanted, Injun? Uh, me, thank you. You want some vittles? You hungry? No. No, me. Me go now. Well, good camping and good luck. Get him up, white fella. Santo, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, had overheard the conversation between Cole and his mother. When he rode away, he determined to repeat it to the masked man. In the meantime, Cole left for the home of Baldy Bronson, next door to the bank. There he found Jason and Sheriff Kurt Orson waiting for him. Evening, Mr. Rudd. I'm here, just like you said. Close the door and come in, Cole. We got some serious talking to do. Yes, sir. I, I reckon you're aiming to ask me about the robberies, ain't you? No, we ain't, Cole. We're forgetting about them for a while. We got something a heap more serious than that to talk about tonight. Baldy here will tell us about it. Son, you ain't heard anything about bank robbers being around this district, have you? Nope, I can't say as I have. reason we're sidetracking them small thefts is because there's bank robbers west of here. Oh. They've been working over this way, and Jason's worried. But what's that guy? Baldy suggested it be a good idea to hide the bank's money. But it's in the safe. From what we hear of these hombres, a safe don't stop them. They use blasting powder and blow it up if they can unlock it. Gosh. Baldy thought we'd better take the cash out of there and hide it. You, you letting me know about this? Why not? You work for me, don't you? You suspicion me of stealing cash from some of the folks in town. Oh, it wasn't that, Cole. I just said you knew who drew money from the bank. That's a little different than you said before. You just didn't savvy, Cole. Forget it. Better get on with the plans, Jason. Yeah, Sheriff. We plan to hide the cash in the back closet of the bank, Cole. It's most all folding money, so it'll be easy to handle. The back closet? But that ain't even got a lock on the door. That's why the crooks never think to look there. I see. And we're the only four to know about it. That's right, Baldy. You and the sheriff here's got to know, in case of trouble with robbers. And if I was hurt or anything happened to me, 
Cole would have to be able to get the money. Yeah, that's so. Well, then, I reckon that's all, gents. Me and Cole go over to the bank and take care of moving the cash tonight. Thanks for your suggestion, Baldy. I don't know what we'd do without you. <laughs> Won't them outlaws get a nice surprise if they do show up? They'll be marrying a bunch of wet hornets if they blow open the safe and find it empty. morning, Jason Rudd rose early and opened the bank an hour before the usual time. He went at once to the place where the money had been hidden and discovered that the cash box had been stolen. He rushed to Sheriff Orson's home. Uh, Sheriff, hey, Sheriff! Sheriff! Sheriff Orson, wake up! Come on out here! Did it work, Jason? Did it work? <laughs> Worked as slick as silk. The cash is gone. Come on, then. Baldy's the man to call on next. By thunder, I got a hand it to Baldy. He worked out a scheme to catch Cole Williams with a good. Well, I'll go with you right now. I'll get my breakfast later on. I was so blamed anxious to see how the whole scheme would work out that I got up with the sun. It won't be hard to pin the guilt on Williams. Inside of ten minutes, I have a confession from him. That ought to be easy. I didn't steal the cash, and I know you didn't steal it. And Baldy couldn't steal it. Well, where do we see what Baldy has to say about it? Uh, he's right on the front porch. Same as usual. Yep. Hi there, Joe. Morning, Mr. Rudd. Come here, Jason. I got things to tell you. We're coming. Joe, you can go on about your business now. We ain't needing you for a time. All right, Baldy. Let me know when you want me to tote you back to the house. I will. Set yourself down there, Sheriff Orson. Well, thanks, but we gotta We be... gotta make an arrest, Baldy. So the cash was stolen. Yep, box and all. Well, Williams did it. I seen him. You did? Yeah, I was sitting close to the window watching for him. If it wasn't him that stole it, it was someone that looked a heck of a lot like him. Couldn't see well in the dark, could you, Baldy? No, but it was a man the size of Williams. We'll tell Cole that you've seen him good and clear. That'll help to break him down. And there won't be no question about his confessing. And handing back the cash money he stole. Now we check with Baldy. We'll go call on Cole. Mm. This will end the petty thieving that's been going around town, all right? After hearing Tonto's story, the masked man had made the acquaintance of Cole and his mother in an effort to solve the thefts in the town. We see him with his Indian companion alone in the big kitchen of the Williams home the same morning. Being friends with the Williams folks will give us a good start at solving these crimes, Tonto. That's right. I'm glad we came here first thing this morning. Here's some breakfast, piping hot, stranger. Thank you, Mr. Williams. There. There now, fall to and eat your fill. I sure feel in good spirits this morning. What's happened just goes to prove that it's good judgment to put your trust in heaven. That's right, Ma. It wasn't half an hour after you said that last night that Mr. Rudd showed that he trusted me. I don't suppose you men have heard of outlaws working this way, bank robbers. No, we haven't. You not think us bad fellows? Six alive, no. I don't judge a man a crook just because his face is masked. My goodness, look at that mystery rider. Who? Why, that man that rides the white horse, the one they call the Lone Ranger. He travels masked. Oh. I reckon there ain't no outlaw about him. Baldy Bronson sure has a smart head on his shoulders, Ma. I, I told you last night when I come in how he planned a scheme to trap the bank thieves. Or at least to fool them if they come to town. Yes, you told me about the scheme, Cole. There's one thing I didn't savvy. What's that? If they figured the thieves would strike at Mr. Rudd's bank, why didn't they leave someone on hand to watch it? Gosh, that's an idea. Seems to me that would have been a whole lot better judgment than just to hide the money so the robbers couldn't get it. Well, I reckon they didn't come last night anyhow. 
I didn't hear no blast, did you? No. And Baldy Bronson said they blows the safe up with powder if they rob a bank. Don't you think we'd have heard that? Seems like. There seems to be a group of people coming toward the house. Oh, uh, maybe they got word about the thieves. I'll open the door and see who's there. There's quite a few riders in that group. Why, there's Sheriff Orson. Yeah, and Mr. Rudd and a couple of deputies. They're coming here, Cole. They must have word of the thieves. Reckon they have. If you don't mind, we'll step into the other room where they won't see us. But stranger... Come, I don't want to explain my mask right now. Uh, we go. Here, Mr. Williams, take these extra plates. Put them away. Well, uh, all right. Oh. Hi, sir. What's the matter, Sheriff? We ought to leave the coyote. Watch out, see you don't slip out the back way. Leave that door open. Oh, what are they talking like that for? Oh, gosh, I don't know. They talk like they wanted you again. But they can't. I, I don't know what this means. We want you, Williams. You robbed my bank. And you're going to jail for it. What are you talking about? We've been suspecting you for some time. But now we got your traps so we won't be able to get away. But, Sheriff... You stole I... the money from the bank last night and you were seen doing it. Seen? The bank, I never did. I never stole a thing. I was not in the house last night. There must be a mistake, Sheriff, Mr. Rudd. Cole was right here at home all night. I can vouch for it. You boys look around. See if we can find any sign of the cash box. That whole scheme last night, Cole, was just a trap for you. Why, Sheriff, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Don't try to pull the wool over our eyes. We've got you now. We suspected all along that you was the one done this thieving around town. But I didn't, I tell you, I didn't. I never stole a thing from anybody. You stole money from the bank last night. That's not true. Baldy Bronson had the idea. He figured we could trap you by making you think there was an easy chance to steal the bank's money and have some outlaws from another county get the blame for it. Yeah, so we let you in on the plan. There never was no bank robbers. <laughs> Reckon that surprised you some, didn't it? I didn't take the money. Hi, Sheriff. Look at our box. What's that, Jake? Looks like a cash box to me. It is. It's the box the money was put in. All right, Williams. That's enough. Are you going to confess we have to get rough with you? Where did you hide that money? I didn't hide the money. I didn't take the money. That cash box hid under the stoop is evidence enough. I never That's the stole... box the cash was in. You took the money out. Where'd you put it? Talk, you little sneak thief, and I'll make you wish you had. Where's my money? I ain't got it. I never had it. I don't know nothing about it. I know you trying to deny it. There's just four men knew where that cash was hid. I didn't take it. I don't know where it went. I don't know who took it. All right, boys, take him to jail. He'll talk before I'm done questioning him. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. Sometimes facts are not what they seem. What are you getting at? It would have been easy for someone else to have stolen that money and put the cash box under William's porch. You got any ideas? Other men besides Cole Williams knew that money was to be hidden. I don't know nothing about that, stranger. But the facts stand as far as I'm concerned. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.